This is Austin Pace with BYU-Idaho Radio, and I'm joined today with Idaho Senate Minority Leader Melissa Wintrow. Senator Wintrow is a member of the Idaho Senate from the 19th District. Elected in November 2020, she assumed office on December 1st, 2020. Senator Winter was previously a member of the Idaho, Idaho House of Representatives from 2014 to 2020. Thanks for joining me today, Senator. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So uh, this is the first week of this legislative session, and I wanted to ask you a little bit about what your priorities are for, for this legislative session. Well, I think, you know, as an Idaho Democrat, um, priorities remain pretty consistent year to year, really looking at how to support and create opportunities for working families in our state. Um, Education is paramount to us as far as, you know, making sure that we're funding our K-12 institutions as well as higher education. And um, we know that early learning through adulthood is a real important um, part of education, and we should be supporting it. Um, the governor actually created a program that we voted for. In fact, one, it, it passed by one vote last year in the House by a Democrat, and that was the launch program that provides scholarships to uh, students exiting high school to go into in-demand careers. So that... Um, scholarship went live. It's been overwhelmingly popular. So we're really excited to support that and guide it through the legislature with its funding model this year. It's so important to make sure we guard and protect that funding because last year, a lot of my Republican colleagues were very skeptical about the scholarship program and voted against it. And so I'm hoping that they're seeing now the dreams of young students like you being able to come to fruition with these scholarships that also puts them in line to these in-demand careers and will boost and bolster our economy. So huge priority there. Um, also health care. Um, you know, everybody deserves to be able to access a doctor. And um, our Medicaid program is meant to support, you know, low-income working families to make sure that they can pay the bills as well as people with disabilities, our aging, and kids. So it's real important that we protect and safeguard our Medicaid program to make sure everyone can access health care. And I think the other real priority is to safeguard against, you know, attacks on our personal freedoms and liberties. In the last session, we saw attacks on libraries, you know, trying to censor what we could read. We saw attacks on physicians, you know, um, basically criminalizing medical care that parents actually approve for their kids. Um, and we saw total abortion bans that have driven physicians out of our state and make it really hard to even recruit any. We've had two labor and delivery units closed down in Idaho. We've lost half of our maternal fetal medicine physicians, and we're, we're struggling to recruit doctors. And we have story after story of women in crisis pregnancies whose life and health are at stake that have had to leave the state in order to get care. And that's just um, unacceptable, quite frankly. So those are a few priorities. I think, you know, education, health care, guarding our personal freedoms and the ability to choose who we are, who we love, what we read, and what medical care we get. And um, the other thing I would mention, too, is our priorities to really promote affordable housing. That's a huge issue in our state. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Woo! Hopefully that helps. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that that was perfect. Thank you. And there are a few things in there that you that you stated that I kind of want to go into. Um, you talked a little bit about the mm-hmm. libraries, and 
there was there was a comment that was made um, in your response to Governor Little's state of the state address regarding a little bit about House Bill number 384 about the harm the harmful materials in libraries. So it was said, and I'm I'm going to paraphrase here, that the government is at its worst when it meddles in people's private lives, telling people what books they can read. So could you expand a little bit more on that comment and the House Bill number 384 about the harmful materials in libraries? Well, you don't even have to speak about House Bill 384. Right in the first week of session, I think day two or three, another bill was introduced to censor libraries and, again, um, criminalize things and, and inhibit people from actually accessing the things they want to read. And I think it's pretty obvious that when the government starts censoring content and determining what you can and can't read, that's a dangerous road to go down. And we've seen that throughout history. And um, in particular, what is very unfortunate about this legislature is they've targeted specific groups. Our um, LGBTQ community has been at the heart of that battle. And the books that they're trying to censor many times revolve around those um, themes. And so I, I just think that is inappropriate. It's dangerous. And the government should never be in the business of censoring what we should read. So could you expand a little bit more on on that? Right. So if if this bill does pass, what does that mean? What does that mean for you guys? And what does that mean for the state of Idaho? Well, I haven't seen the current language because it was just introduced to the one that was introduced this week. Mm -hmm. But um, previous bills would actually criminalize librarians for allowing, um, if if somebody checked out a book, a minor that was um, what some people deem to be inappropriate, they could bring the last piece of legislation, they could bring um, civil complaints and sue the librarians and um, actually um, do criminal charges. So I think that route, that end around, um, really makes it a chilly climate for anyone as far as content, but also it puts people in their place to say, look, if you don't follow and toe the line, you're going to go to jail or you're going to be sued. Um, And our public libraries are the bastion of free speech um, and so forth. And And let me give you an example. For example, there was a book on the list here in Boise that people wanted to ban. And I went to the library to look at, I met with librarians, and it was a sexual health education book. And the book got there because there was a parent who wanted to talk about sexuality with her daughter. And so she asked the library to order it so she could use it. That same book, uh, some other parents said, well, this is inappropriate. So whose parents write, right? The parent has the right in this state um, to allow their child to read or, you know, access that content. So in that case, here's a poor librarian stuck in the middle of two parents. That's what the law is about, is to, is to safeguard um, against censorship, right? So I think that's a, a specific example of what I saw. So moving forward, I want to talk a little bit more about a comment that was made in your, in your response to Governor Liberal State of the State Address. Um, it said, and this one, this one is a direct quote, it says, we believe the government is at its best when it addresses the real needs of our citizens and when it officially delivers high quality necessary services in the community. Services like public schools, roads, bridges, parks, police, and fire protection. Could you elaborate a little more on that comment and what that means? Well, I, I think, um, honestly, Austin, that speaks for itself. You know, the role of government is to provide 
the basic services that make a community and a state um, be able to operate and better, right? So in our constitution, it says it is the role, it is the responsibility of the government, the state legislature to fund a free and uniform public school system, period. That's in the constitution. So if you believe in the constitution, we need to be funding schools and supporting that system to make our um, children's future better and the state's future better. So period, that's our job. Um, in 1948, in fact, the state Supreme Court said in a case that it is the state of Idaho's duty to provide health care and services for those who are needy and disabled. Um, so people who are aged, um, kids, and so forth. So that's our obligation. We should be funding health care, affordable, accessible health care. And in fact, the state of Idaho voters uh, took this issue to the ballot. They did a ballot initiative and voted 62% that the government, the state, should also expand Medicaid to poor working families. And um, really, really important thing to do. And right now, our, unfortunately, our legislature continuously attacks that ballot measure and tries to undo Medicaid, which is inappropriate. I think it goes against the voters' will. So there's a few things that I think are really important for government to um, do because it is our obligation legally and constitutionally. So it seems like your your priorities for your this legislative session are, like you said, aren't too too different from from the past, right? So this is the first week. Things are just kind of starting to get rolling. So what are some early bills that you have your eye on for for this next these next weeks during this session? Well, the most troubling bill that everybody's talking about is the um, ESA voucher bill. Um, there's a group of legislators that wants to take public funds and funnel those into private hands. And so what they want to do is subvert the Constitution and say, we're going to just we're going to dole out money to parents to do for scholarships for their own kids to take them out of public school and send them to either a private school, religious school or not not for profit. And we've seen in other states, Arizona, Indiana, where the budget has just spiraled out of control because they, you know, the promise is made like, this is just a little extra to folks um, and it won't do anything to the public schools, but now you're setting up and you're propping up two systems. So you have to fund both and you're siphoning money away from your constitutional obligation. So um, that is the, the um, bill that people are talking about this session that is the most um, it, it is troubling if once we open that door, um, there's no closing it. So I think it's important to safeguard the Constitution, safeguard our public school system, and keep uh, that public funds in public schools. The other thing that's really um, uh, challenging about this voucher bill is that there's no accountability. And we know the government is responsible for making sure that we are being responsible with taxpayer money. And um, in public schools, we have all kinds of assessment. We have all kinds of accountability pieces um, to make sure that money is going to where it should be. And in this voucher scheme, there is no accountability. The parent has basically the choice. They could pull their kids out of school and use the money for a vacation, a guitar, a piano, soccer team, whatever. And then you're basically incentivizing people to take their kids out of school and not, um, you know, put it toward public school. So I think this is a very dangerous bill for our public school system. So what are you looking forward to for next week? Well, 
That's a good question. I'm hoping that we'll start to get to the business of the state of Idaho and we'll start to see bills that actually have um, relevance to day-to-day things in our lives. You know, this notion of passing bills to outlaw abortion and criminalize librarians and, and punish kids who are transgender and gay. I think this is um, an inappropriate use of government. It's a waste of taxpayer dollars. And um, it's basically the government infringing on your personal rights. What I'd like to see the government do is meaningfully examine our state budget, make sure our um, agencies and programs are funded for the state of Idaho, make sure we get roads paved and bridges built, schools, facilities updated, healthcare attended to, and affordable housing. Not all this nonsense about how to run your personal life. And I think that's distracting and it takes time away from the real issues. So that's what I hope happens, that we start looking at the real issues. So before we end, is there anything else that you would like to cover that maybe we haven't talked about or anything else that you would like to add? Well, I think, you know, I, I'm i real excited to come on your show because I worked in higher education my whole adult life. I love education. I think it's life-changing, and I'm hoping that students are getting involved and understanding what is happening in their states politically because it affects the policies and how we live our lives. I invite students to get to the polls and vote, get registered, know who your legislators are, get involved in your local communities and your student governments, um, and really invest in your future. So, um, and I love working with high school and college students. I always have interns. I wanna make government approachable And I think that our future depends on us working together. I don't plan on your generation saving mine, even though I think you could. Um, We need to work together hand in hand to make our world a better place right now. Thank you. That was Idaho State Minority Minority Leader Melissa Winchow. Thanks again for joining me. Thank you and have a great day.